You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Hello, you guys. I'm back from vacation. I will have been back for several weeks by the time you are actually listening to this, but it's my first time recording since we got back from Denmark and Sweden at the end of August. I got ahead on episodes before I left, so you'll probably be hearing this about a month after I record it, and it might be October. But in any case, I, I have a new microphone. <laughs> you don't care at all. But when I first started this podcast, coming up on a year ago, which is wild, I did all of this research into you know what kind of stuff do I need? And got this whole microphone package. It had like this thing that attached to the table and held it and then a like a spit screen. And I don't know. I, I don't know what this stuff was. <laughs> and I don't use any of it. I use the microphone. I sit at my kitchen table. I hold it in my hand. And I actually had to get a new like cord because the other one had this weird buzzing in the background that my editor couldn't get rid of. So now here we are, new cord, all set up very fancy. I'm actually, I didn't plan to record this episode, but I just saw a comment on a Facebook thread as I was um, going through my groups and it kind of prompted a little bit of a rant that you guys may have seen on my story back, uh, back a month ago or so, but it's about tracking, tracking your food, um, and what people actually mean when they say they hate it. So if you're somebody who has tried tracking your food before and your reaction has been, I hate this, and you stopped, or if you're currently doing it, even if you're a current client and you're doing it and you tell yourself you hate it, this episode is for you. I want to go through the common objections that I hear, and I don't want to say invalidate them because you're entitled to your feelings and your opinions, but I guess reframe them or provide a different... Um, a different thought for you. So this is something I see a lot and I'm sure other coaches see a lot. People just saying, I hate tracking my food. It just, and then kind of come the laundry list. It takes too long. It's too hard. I don't, I'm not good at technology. It's really hard to hit my numbers. It, did I say it takes too long? You know, all those things. I want to start at the beginning. The anything new feels hard at first. Being a beginner is not something that we're used to as adults. For the most part, once you are established in your career, in your marriage, in your motherhood, there's not a whole lot of new stuff that you're asked to learn. And that can feel really comfortable because you sort of feel like you're pretty good at the stuff that you do day to day and you've got a certain level of confidence that, all right, I'm not going to blow, um, I'm not going to blow it at work or, you know, I'm, I know how to take care of the kids. But the problem is when we're put in a position where we're a beginner again and we are tasked to learn something new, we feel really unprepared for it and it feels very uncomfortable. We immediately start thinking about how not good we are at it and that that's never going to change and we don't like feeling this way, so we might as well quit. Obviously, that's silly. If you quit when <laughs> when you didn't know how to nurse or when you didn't know how to deal with diapers or feed your kids food, like that's it's not even an, an option. 
you would never quit your job because you transferred to a new, you know, whatever platform and you didn't want to learn it or you told yourself you were incapable of learning it. Like you would just never do it in another circumstance. But somehow when it comes to learning something that's going to benefit you specifically, we're very quick to just give up and run the other way and like look for something that's going to be easier. So that's one thing I want to mention is like stop looking for the easiest thing. Sometimes you got to work for, for a, an outcome. Some stuff just falls in your lap. Great. Enjoy that. Awesome. But most of the time, if something is important for, to you, you're going to have to work for it. You had to work to graduate high school or college or get your master's or your PhD. You had to work to elevate in your career. You have to sometimes work at, you know, at your marriage. You have to work at communicating with your children and managing your emotions and all of those things. Being good at stuff takes work. And tracking is just another skill that's going to take some effort. So I think one thing that's important is to just remind yourself, like, it's not supposed to feel effortless the first time you do something. You didn't know how to walk at first. You don't know how to drive a car. And if you quit the first time that you fell down or that you, you know, hit the gas instead of the brake or whatever, you would never be where you are now. You have to continue trying things even when you're not good at them. It's the only way to get better. So keep that in mind, just period, in, in general. But a couple of the other things that I hear about tracking, like it feeling like a chore, it um, is so easy to get obsessed with the numbers and things like that. I want to offer you that these are mindset. These are how you're thinking about it. If you're telling yourself that tracking your food is busy work that doesn't have any benefit to you, then of course you're going to resent the time that it takes. Of course you're not going to want to carve out the 45 seconds at dinner to put your food on the scale and, you know, jot down some notes on a post-it. If you are telling yourself that you have to be quote unquote perfect, yeah, it's very easy to get obsessed with numbers. But instead, if you remind yourself, this is a learning experience, it's a tool to build awareness, there is no perfect. All I'm doing is gathering information that then is useful for me to figure out whether or not what I'm doing is working. That's what it boils down to. So if you have those feelings of resentment or if you're noticing yourself getting obsessive, dig in there, ask yourself why. Your feelings are caused by your thoughts, which means that you are thinking something that is not productive about this tool. If you saw, if you were thinking about the value of it, you wouldn't resent it at all. If your thought about tracking was, this is gonna help set me up to maintain my weight easily once I get there, you would be excited to do it. If you believed that doing it would help you lose the weight finally without feeling restrictive and restricted and deprived, you would be excited to do it. It boils down to if you thought it would work, you would not drag your feet at doing it. So let's, um, I'm trying to, I made, a, I made a list of these kind of, things that I wanted to talk about. Um, so let me go back a little bit. If your argument is that you're not good at technology, think about all the technology that you've learned. I, I'm in my, how old am I? I'm 35. I remember in middle school when like the internet became a thing and we got those discs. They were like, what? the small ones, I don't know, there are two different size discs and things. One's a floppy disc and the other was like a smaller one and it wasn't actually floppy, but I think it, was, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, 
I remember when email became a thing and everybody got email addresses at school and you know, we only emailed each other. We would have like a period where we would send each other emails back and forth. That was brand new. Nobody knew how to do anything, but we learned. And then just think about like how rapidly technology is changing. When I was a freshman in college, Facebook was, I went to Boston University, Facebook was like in its infancy. And I remember going to orientation and people saying like, are you on the Facebook? And being like, I don't know what that is. And going home and logging on and figuring it out. And now in its evolution over the last, gosh, what is that, 20 years? Um, it's completely different. No, that, that's bad math. 20 years would make me, no, yeah. Okay, so 15-ish. Um, we figured it out as we went. Just like whenever they roll out like a new um, user interface or like a new version and we're just like, oh, what's going on? And then we figure it out. Instagram wasn't a thing. Google wasn't a thing. All the stuff we did on our phones wasn't a thing. And we learned because we wanted to keep up with the world, but also because we saw the benefit to ourselves individually. So start asking yourself, what is the benefit to me of tracking my food? Why is this a useful tool? Don't just do it because someone is telling you to, but actually ask yourself, what do I need to learn in order for me to stop struggling with my relationship with food? What do I need to learn in order to understand how weight loss works and how to maintain a healthy weight? And then link that, link those lessons to the tool of tracking your food. How is it that tracking my food will help me learn those lessons? And when you see that value, when you're focused on the value rather than the quote unquote inconvenience, it will be much easier to do and you will hate it less. Another argument that I hear is that um, it's time-consuming and, um, and hard to hit your targets. To that, I would say, number one, like I've been mentioning, things always get easier the more you do them. Sometimes it's just a matter of practice. Yeah, sometimes stuff takes longer. Think about like the first diaper you ever changed probably took longer than when your kid's two and you're just like, all right, yeah, bring me your tushy. All right, here we go. Um, like... Everything gets easier with more practice. So if it's taking you a long time, ask yourself where the bottlenecks are. What's, what specifically is taking so long? It's going to boil down to a few things. You're not sure what entry to use. So you just scroll mindlessly. You're like, oh, chicken breast, look how many there are. And you freeze and you are wasting time there. Maybe it's that you're eating recipes that you haven't yet created in the app. So you're reinventing the wheel every time. Maybe it's that you're going out to eat a lot and it's hard for you to figure out how to, to accurately track something. Or you're like, oh, I know the, the most accurate way to track this would be to break down the individual components, but like, mm, I just don't want to. It seems like a lot of work. Actually dive into what is it that I'm <laughs> resisting here? What is, what is making it time consuming? And then just address that thing. So when we have clients who have, you know, X number of, you know, five to 10 dinner recipes in rotation, one of the things we'll advise that they do is set aside 20 minutes, one evening or one weekend, and just create all of those recipes or create them as meals or whatever is going to be the easiest way. It doesn't really matter, but just do all the work on the front end so that it doesn't continue being an excuse. If you're running into the same known issue repeatedly, that's on you. That's you not learning and just kind of beating your head against the wall. It's very similar to, hopefully you've listened to the, um, the How to Not Blow It on the Weekends episode, but I think of it the same way. Weekends, weekends are very predictable. 
you know that they're coming once a week. So if you continue to trip in the same hole, weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend, or in the case of tracking, meal after meal after meal after meal, that is on you to start realizing there's a pattern here. Why don't I break the pattern and not keep doing this? So if it's that you haven't tracked all of your, you know, if you haven't created those recipes or those meals, do that. Set aside 15, 20 minutes in your calendar, just do it, then it's done. You do not need to do it again because you've already done it. If it's that you um, go out to eat a lot and you're not sure how to track those things, again, set aside some time and either figure out, I've done some research, I've done a little bit of cross-referencing, this is the most accurate entry that I can find for this thing that I typically get at this restaurant, save it in your recent foods and just use it every time, or break down that meal into the components, put in that little bit of legwork for the, the five, 10 minutes it's gonna take, and then name it something you'll remember. You know, Esther's taco salad from Nando's, and then use it every time. The flip side there is if you're consistently going out to eat and eating meals that are really hard to track and you are just kind of making a best guess, maybe that behavior isn't something that you wanna be doing as often right now. Doesn't mean you can never go out to eat, but if it's making it hard to use the tool that you know could help set you up for success, then maybe that's not what you want to be doing. Maybe you should just make your life easier and say, eh, if that's the trouble, I'm just going to stop eating such a complicated thing right now. Or I'm just going to do it less frequently so that it's less of a, it's a lower percentage of my intake and it's not as big a deal to figure out as accurately. But <laughs> solve these problems. Identify the actual problem and solve it. That's really all it boils down to. Um, if the... Um, if you're finding that it's hard to hit your targets, and this, this goes hand in hand with the time consuming too, but plan ahead. The purpose of the tool is to build awareness and help you see the changes that you need to make in order to live the life and eat the diet of a person who has reached the goal that you want to reach. And just winging it isn't going to get you there. So it's going to be a lot less time consuming yeah, it probably does feel like a hassle if after every meal, you're basically reinventing the wheel and scrolling through and trying to figure out what you ate. And that is going to take more time than if you just plan ahead in the morning or the night before and you say, all right, here's the menu for the day. Here's what I'm eating. Here's how much of it. Now I don't have to think about it. You can do that in a matter of five minutes. So it's not that it's time consuming. It's that you're letting some small excuse turn into this, you know, mountain. And then likewise on the on the hitting the targets front, two things there. Like I mentioned earlier about, you know, yes, there is the potential to make tracking feel obsessive if you choose to think about it that way. Your targets are just giving you a, a shooting, a, a, a target. <laughs> you're, just, you're just shooting for something to get you close to where you need to be. There is no magic in a certain number over another. If you hit you know, 95 grams of protein instead of 100, or if you are 10 grams over on carbs and under on fat, like that stuff doesn't matter. The point is that you are consistently eating in a way that supports your goals. Our bodies are far too dynamic to be able to hack like to the calorie or to the gram. We just want you consistently eating in a relatively small range of calories. You know, I'd say about a 200 range, 200 calorie range. And like a Thinking about your protein is kind of like a minimum. 
So are you getting, say, 90 plus or 100 plus grams of protein per day? And are you in your calorie window? Great. That's the stuff that matters. So if you're really struggling to hit all these targets, just ask yourself, like, is this self-imposed? Am I, am I trying to make myself be perfect that a thing, at a thing that like perfection doesn't exist? And if so, st- stop doing that. <laughs> we've actually had clients who've kind of come to that realization or we've worked with on that um, where we actually had a client once who was noticing in our foundations program that we would you know, congratulate people even when they weren't like spot on. And that's the, exactly the thing we reiterated is like, it's not about being spot on. It's about being closer than you would have been if you didn't have this information. It's about doing better than you would have before. It's about being more consistent. And you're just missing the forest for the trees if you're stressing over, you know, I better take a shot of olive oil because I'm under my fats. The awareness is what matters. So if you're having a hard time hitting those numbers, number one, make it easy. Focus on your calories, focus on your protein, add fiber in when you're ready. Um, but then also two, two things, plan ahead going to cut down on the time it takes to track, but it's also going to help you make sure that you end the day where you want to be. So if you're struggling to get in enough protein, you're always going over on your calories, sit down and ask yourself, what do I need to eat in order to hit those numbers? Make that the menu. I like calling it a menu. A client um, said that once and I thought it was so perfect. It's like when you call it like your, your meal plan for the day or like what you have to eat, you resent it and then you kind of buck against it and you're like, well, I want anything else for lunch. But if you call it a menu, it's like kind of fancy. You're just like, oh, well, I arrive at a menu. I, you know, I arrive, arrive at a restaurant, I eat off the menu and you know, that's great. So that's why I call it that. Um, but so make yourself a menu and then just follow it and use the information that you're collecting to make the changes that you need. So if day after day after day after day after day, you're under on your protein, well, now that you know that, it's on you to do something about it. It's not, the tr- it's not tracking's fault that you can't hit your protein goal, quote unquote can't. It's your fault that you're not choosing to make it a priority, that you're continuing to do what you have done and eat the things that you've eaten and expect that somehow writing it down is going to change the result. I'll say it again. The tracking is not where the results come from. The awareness of what you're doing And then the choices that you make with that awareness are where the results come from. So it's not, it's really not hard. If you're telling yourself it's hard, stop. (laughs) Question that thought because it's really not. What is hard about it? Look at your information and decide what needs to change. You're not forced to do anything. You can decide, I don't want to eat higher protein foods. I want, I'm going to be okay with falling short of this target. That's fine. You can tell yourself, I don't want to eat less. I don't want to deny myself something that I want in the evening. It doesn't feel good to tell myself no. Okay, you have that choice. You have free will. The tracking is not forcing you to do anything. It's just helping you make informed decisions about whether or not what you're doing is likely to get you the result that you're looking for. So look at what you're already doing well. Look back at the data that you're collecting. It's not, we're not doing it for nothing. We're doing it to gain awareness and to have that information to look back on. So actually do that. What am I doing well? What, where, where am I falling short? And what am I going to do differently about it? Could I just increase the size of the, you know, the portion of protein that I eat at breakfast? Could I just have a, a higher protein snack to make up the difference? Should I just stick a shake in there and be done with it? But the beauty is in the information. Then it's up to you to do something with it. 
And then the last thing that I want to talk about, I saved it for last because this is, this is actually the comment that prompted this whole rant, um, is someone in a, a Facebook group mentioned, I hate tracking, and the person who made the post responded and said, what did you hate about it? And she said, it felt really restrictive when I, um, when I wanted something and I didn't have the, the calories for it, or the macros for it, or the budget for it. And I thought that was so interesting because what she, what she hated, and you, if you said that, what you hate is not the tracking. You hate being confronted with the facts that sometimes your choices are not aligned with your goals and you have to choose between what you want right now and what you want down the road. That's what it boils down to is it often, it doesn't feel good to have to take ownership and to feel like the, like your eyes are finally open to like, oh, it's not my age. It's not my hormones. It's not whatever, insert whatever excuse. It's the choices I'm making. It's that I want what I want and I eat it or drink it when I want it. And that has consequences. It, it's, it's hard to acknowledge that very often we want results that we're not willing to work for. We want to see the scale go down. We want to fit into smaller clothing. We want to have more confidence, but we don't want to say no to ourselves when something sounds good right now. And that's the problem. I have a whole episode on developing awareness and taking ownership that I think is one of the best episodes of this podcast that I've done. And it's one of them the least listened to. So go back to episode 30. I talk a lot about how important those two things are. And while I was going back to get that episode, one of the other ones that I think is one of the best episodes of this podcast is number 34, Five Parenting Lessons That Will Help You Lose Weight. By this point, there's probably a follow-up episode to that that has come out in late September. But go back and listen to those two because I must not have like named them well or something. I don't know, because not a lot of you have listened and there's really good stuff in there. But anyway, to get back to this, the tracking is not what you hate. That's really what it boils down to. There is something else that you hate <laughs> that you are blaming tracking for, and it's just a scapegoat. More often than not, what you hate is having to choose between what you want right now and what's going to help you reach your goal. And to that, I want to remind you that you're not forced to make any specific or particular decision just because you're tracking. So say it's, you know, towards the end of the day and you really want to get a burger and fries for dinner, but you look at your, you didn't plan for it, you didn't really know you're going to want it today and you have 300 calories left for the day. This, this I think is the situation that this, this person was talking about where, you know, she felt really restricted when she wanted something and quote unquote couldn't have it. So, that's not what's happening here at all. All that you are doing is putting yourself in a position to make decisions with all of the information in front of you. So for so long, we've just kind of gone through our lives with regards to food, but probably other things. We've gone through our lives just kind of blindly doing what we want when we want 
and not thinking about the consequences down the line. And what happens at its, at its simplest with food is that when you just kind of eat and drink whatever you want, whenever you want, over and over and over again, over long periods of time, for most people, that's gonna lead to gaining weight. And if you're not okay with gaining weight and just accepting this is what my body's gonna look like if I make all the choices that I want when I want them, then the only alternative is to learn how to make different choices. And that doesn't mean always saying no to the thing you want. It doesn't mean never going over your calorie budget. It means you're making an informed decision as to when and how often you do that. So if you find yourself at the end of the day and you want something specific and you don't really have room for it, what are your options? You can either eat it or not. That's it. That's what it boils down to. It's not the tracking. It's your choice. So you can decide what I want right now is more important to me than losing weight. I'm going to eat it. I'm going to hopefully enjoy it guilt-free. And I will take responsibility and take ownership of the fact that if I keep making choices like this, I'm probably not going to see progress. Okay, that's, that's totally up to you. You are making an informed decision based on all of the information. You can also say, hey, you know what? I acknowledge that I really want this thing tonight. I really want this burger and fries. I didn't plan for it. I don't have room for it. Why don't I just stick to the menu that I made for today? The dinner that I plan is going to be fine. It's not a big deal. Tomorrow, I'll have the burger and fries and I will make it fit my day so that not only do I enjoy it, especially now after I've been anticipating it for a, a little bit, not only do I enjoy it, but it also fits and is not going to set me back from reaching my goals. All you're doing is putting yourself in a position to learn how you can balance your wants, your needs, your desires, your long-term, your short-term, all of those things. They're constantly in flux. You're just giving yourself all the information to decide right now, what am I gonna do? So I'm gonna wrap this up before I start repeating myself more, um, but hopefully this gives you some food for thought. And if you have found yourself, whether you're someone who has dabbled with tracking and given up on it, told yourself you hated it, it doesn't work, whether you're someone who's currently tracking but not seeing any results, and it may be because you're just kind of going through the motions, you're resenting it, you're not seeing it for what it is, or if you're tracking and, um, you know, kind of blaming those things. It's time consuming. I'm not good at it. I feel restricted. It's hard to hit my targets. Think about how all of this information relates to you. Think about what excuses you might be making, what thoughts you might be having that are preventing you from getting the most use out of this tool so that ultimately it can be a temporary thing that you learn what you need to. You break those misconceptions. You break those habits. You start to think and eat and live in a way that supports being the person you want to be, living at the weight that you want to live relatively easily, and then you're done with it. You can table it. You can always go back to it when you need a refresher, but the point is for you to be able to live a healthy, happy life with a comfortable relationship with food long-term. So hopefully this helps. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, and I hope you guys have a great day. If you like this podcast, you will love the deep dive that we provide on our consult calls. When is the last time you actually set aside any chunk of time to just think and talk about yourself, about your goals, and really dug into what's actually standing in your way? 
Just that alone, just having a sounding board for your thoughts can be incredibly eye-opening and help you get that aha moment that you need to actually take the first step toward lasting change. If during our conversation, we know for sure we can help you bridge the gap from where you are now to where you want to be, then we'll offer to share with you what our one-on-one coaching experience is like and how we can help support and guide you to that goal. You can book a call with us at estereyevent.com slash call, and we can't wait to get to know you.